Welcome to the Sunday edition of the PFF forecast. It is the 9th of May when you're listening to this, potentially. Um, we are recording this a few days earlier. We're going to hit the AFC win totals now that the draft has commenced and there are some new ones. Uh, the new price is posted um, and uh, it's going to be a great show. I'm looking forward to seeing how Eric's going to convince himself uh, to bet the Chiefs over. It's going to be really exciting. Let's rock. any convincing they they're they're basically what Andy Reid is like seven and zero to the over since joining the Chiefs I got to be honest with you let's let's actually start with the, the AFC, AFC West. West well because this is the most compelling we are recording this on Wednesday the Correct. 5th so if any of the Aaron Rodgers stuff resolves itself completely this will be you know you'll want to you'll want to not listen to this part yeah. fast forward but I doubt that would change the Chiefs number Maybe the price a little bit. The Chiefs over under, maybe not. But the division. The stuff, division odds, yeah, absolutely. Sure. But the, the, the Chiefs number has been 12 the whole way through. It's actually now out to minus 121 to bet the over, plus 100 on the under. Excuse me. Chargers is 9 minus 110 to both sides. Uh, Denver Broncos, is that actually up? I think it is. Eight and a half. Um, it was nine, but the Broncos, yeah, it's, it's been moving a eight and a half bit. over minus one fifty-five. So this is yeah up a full win and some and some price um, since since that the news has come out. There's very much the betting market is believing that they are the favorite to take on Aaron Rodgers here. The Las Vegas Raiders are seven minus one ten to both sides. Now, interestingly, the Raiders opened at seven and a half, and it's now down. So that one has moved. Let's actually start with the Raiders. Do you think that Raiders number moved because of Aaron Rodgers? Uh, it could. Like, uh, they're the weakest team, and so when Rodgers comes in, now they have no shot at beating the Broncos? I actually think <laughs> it was probably, like, they were the one of the teams where their draft kind of hurt them. Like, the 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 or, like the dysfunction that, that the Raiders exuded during their draft uh, I think caused some markets to be a little nervous about them. In addition to the fortification of the Chargers, right? Like uh, Greg Rosenthal tweeted out today. He's like, my favorite part of the football season is Chargers hype season. Like we're we're in it again, right? So like all these all these teams are just like you know the the Raiders just catch strays when all these other teams like do good things, I guess. So are you saying you take the over for the Raiders? I was under the Raiders last year. Um, I, I actually don't hate over seven because, like, what, what um, could their defense get any worse? They continue to invest in the secondary, which we like, right? Trayvon Merrig is a good – he was the mm -hmm. minus 400 to be the first safety. He wasn't. He was the third taken. Um, there, you know, Mullen, uh, Arnett – you know, Abram, at some point, these guys have to be good. Cleland Farrell, Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe. They, uh, Wait, Cleland Farrell has to be good at some point? I didn't know that. I mean, so, at some point, some of these the things, universe? these cards have to flip over and do well. I mean, the, they got Kwiatkowski at linebacker. They got Littleton at linebacker. They, I mean, they, they're not, it's not for lack of trying on that side of the ball. 
it's just literally not being able to do much. And on offense, they do need some wide receiver help for sure. Um, Waller is a good player. They need Henry Ruggs to step up. But Derek Carr has been pretty good the last few years. Um, over seven doesn't seem all that egregious to me, especially considering there's uncertainty with respect to Denver. And there's also the fact that the Chargers are the Chargers. And like, I the, the my favorite thing this fall is going to be to figure out how that team's going to end up with a losing record with all the players they have. I, this is the year for the Chargers. If this isn't the year for the Chargers, they'll never have a year. Okay, they're just ne- the Philip Rivers LT era is going to be the last one. Because yep. if if they can't figure out this year with all that talent, I mean that team is oozing talent. They drafted another great set of talent once again. Rashawn Slater falls them at thirteen. They pick him up. They get Asante Samuel Jr. at forty fucking seven. That's incredible. That's an amazing value. They're going to be so talented. But I think the Raiders over seven is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And here's here's one of the things that I always look for. We talk about this a lot, where it's like, you go in, you look at the numbers, and you just go, oh, yeah, they suck. The Raiders are one of those teams where you look at the numbers, you go, yeah, they suck. But that's where math can help you out a little bit. You know, it, it evens out your gut reaction. And one of the things that I think was interesting is looking at the results of our simulation this is, you know, them going over seven is not a, that, you know. Dude, they can lose 10 games and this bet pushes, man. Like, it's not. Exactly. It's exactly. not even, it's not, like, he. We have it going over uh, nearly two-thirds, or a, a little over two-thirds of the time. Right. Um, which is more than break even for minus 110. I really like the Raiders over seven, especially because it allows me to not directly fade the Chargers, or the Broncos. If either thing breaks for them, right? So if the Broncos don't get Aaron Rodgers, then they're a much worse team because they're playing, you know, mm-hmm. Teddy B or Drew Locke. Um, if the Chargers have Chargerian things happen to them, as you mentioned, then, you know, that they're a worse team. And you talk about the Chiefs. The Chiefs are still not a deep team. They've really helped their offensive line. Yeah. But if, if a receiver goes down... If that receiver is Tyreek Hill, or if Patrick Mahomes gets nicked up at all, and the Raiders have always played, you know, have played yeah, the, the Chiefs. Chiefs really are well. second best team in the NFL in avoiding wide receiver yards on defense. The team that has given them a ton of problems has been teams with great tight ends, like mm-hmm. the Las Vegas Raiders and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Here's another thing, too. You know the the division that the AFC West plays is the NFC East, which is notoriously yep. bad. Um, the the every single AFC team, and we'll talk about this in this episode specifically, the 17th game for every single AFC team is at home. So that again, the they get the Chicago Bears at home as their 17th game. Um, they also get the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, you know, as a team. They like again, like none of this, like none of this means, like we don't know how 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 good all these teams are going to be. But it's not their schedule is not a murderer's row. They also get the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are not going to be good this year. So, I I think that there's seven wins on this schedule at least. Okay, let's um, let's talk a little bit about. I don't know if we should even really talk about the Broncos here because it's like yeah, we don't know. I mean, their defense should be really good. If eight and a half is up there, are you just taking over right now? I mean, that's a full win up from where you would have gotten it, where we bet it, right? We really liked over seven and a half. So I'm personally, if you're 
betting with me, which I don't know why the fuck you would be, but if you are following my, our every word, I am not, um, I'm not betting over eight and a half right now. I'm not, I have, I have some thirteen to one for them to win the yes, division. Yes, we bet and them like, to win the division, and we had them at seven and a half earlier. Like I'm, we, you just look like this. This was the. I think this was the the most sage advice we gave either on the PFF Daily Betting Podcast or this podcast about the draft. Once you have Zach Wilson at minus 167, don't split tens. You have a good hand. Like, don't cut it in half, right? Like, you have if you have Broncos over seven and a half, it's a good bet. Don't do anything. Don't add more to it. Don't – because if you get a bad – if you get bad luck and they win six games, you lose twice. Like, just seven's a good number. Sit with it. Eat the cleave for lunch until the season's over. And and be happy you were on the right side. This eight and a half is just enticing you to do some dumb things. So leave leave the Broncos alone. Chargers again, like if you want to bet over Chargers, like that's between you and God at this point. It is uh, literally that's who you'll have to answer to. By the way, you should bet with me when we win when <laughs> and we ignore lose, me. Because... I don't want to hear anything about <laughs> it. Although uh, look, I've been you know spot on of late um, on all of my cleave all the cleave that we've been eating. Um, the Chiefs, are you doing anything with that number? No. I haven't bet. I, I, I talked about this on, on Twitter the other day, which, of course, everybody should follow Interesting. I didn't to. know you tweeted. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've bet the Chiefs over. Like, so Andy Reid's like 7-0 and to the over. I think I bet it like once. Like, I just, I just had, like, I, it's always been like, no, that's a dumb bet. Like, going over 11.5 is a dumb bet. And... Like, I don't bet under for them. Like, I don't think under 12's like a particularly good bet here because mm -hmm. you think they're losing to an NFC East team? Fuck no. No. <laughs> you know, like, I do not. Do you think, you think they're losing to an AFC North team? Maybe Baltimore. But they've, they've absolutely – I don't think they're losing to Baltimore. They've absolutely – The Browns are yeah. by far the tougher team. The Browns – and we're going to – let's actually transition to yeah, the yeah, North yeah. here. This is a fascinating division. So the Ravens – with um, Rashad Bateman, who they added in the draft. It's 10 and a half. It, it opened at 11, minus 125 over. It's now 10 and a half, minus 155 over. Very interesting to me. The Browns got that half win. They opened up nine and a half, minus 150 at the over. They're now 10, minus 110 on both sides. Your Pittsburgh Steelers, who you love so much, still eight and a half. It's minus 125 at the over, plus 103 at the under. And our Cincinnati Bengals, six and a half minus one ten both sides. Should we start? Let's let's start with the Browns and uh, the Ravens here, and maybe with the Browns. There is no money to be made on the Browns and Ravens. Oh, well then maybe not. <laughs> I, the Browns and the Ravens, are. There, there should be the favorites to win the division. They should be lined with double digit wins. All that kind of stuff. They're both really good. They both have some, some, some things in their makeup that could be tail behavior. You know, Mayfield could play poorly. Um, Lamar could get injured or play poorly. Both defenses could get injured. But like, they're a team that we should expect to win the division or to compete for the division. They're a team. They're teams that we should expect to win double-digit games. They're very good, and I think everybody knows they're very good at this point. Like no one. Last season, the Browns snuck up on people, you know, especially given how much they got like blown out in week mm -hmm. one, right? Yep. The Ravens stuck up on people with an easy schedule in the second half of the season, especially sort of all wrote them off after they got blown out by the Chiefs in week three. 
Those two teams, I think everybody knows. Everybody knows if you want to bet against those teams, good fucking luck. If you want to bet over on them, you're just you're betting bad mathematical plays, right? Mm-hmm. We got some Ravens under 11. Moved. It's now 10 and a half. Yep. I'm happy with that. Yes. I'm, I'm nervous as fuck about betting under Ravens anyway. Like, it's just the way it is. Those two teams for me, it, it's one of those where the, the books, you're, they're begging you to bet over. And over is a negative EV play because everybody and their mother likes betting over on great teams. And the Browns and the Ravens are great teams. Yes, I could not agree more with the Ravens. Like, I, I liked getting under 11 at that price. I'm fine with it. And the Browns are interesting because they have been getting praised left and right by us, by a lot of different people, for what they've done in the offseason. And it may be getting to the point where they are starting to get a little overrated. And so if you look to the division markets, you may see some opportunity there. Like, I remember betting the Browns, I think it was plus 185. They're now plus 150. The Ravens are plus 125. Steelers plus 400. And the Bengals are two, uh, 20 to 1. Um, are you going under on the Steelers? Yeah. Eight and a half. Yeah. They're giving me a plus 103. Yes. Um, I, I'm also no on their playoff. Let me let me make sure I can I can make this. I can see this. I bet this. The Steelers are in a weird position. They're in a position kind of similar to the Saints. Oh, wow. Steelers know to make the playoffs minus 190. To all the people who are getting after us right now, I've always I've had the same response, which is you're like, oh, you want to doubt the Steelers? Who are you to doubt the Steelers? And we talked about this on the last show. They're a storied franchise, one of the best in the league history. The market tells you, though, they're let, they're one in five to win the division. They're minus 190 to miss the playoffs. We're not the ones that hate on the Steelers. The Steelers' hate is a consensus opinion right now. The only people that don't hate the Steelers are the Steelers, are the Steelers fans, fans, right? Which I, I, but which is that's so 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 here. Like I I, I said I I might even cons- I actually at minus one ninety. I don't want to bet no to make yeah, the playoffs, yeah. but plus one one oh three to go under eight and a half. I'm all day there. I'm all day. That's my favorite bet of the division. Same, although, although our Bengals. Our Bengals. Now, I do want to say a few things about the Steelers here. I thought it was very interesting to hear Alejandro Villanueva today. He goes to he. Who does he get signed by? The Ravens. The Ravens. Ravens picking dollar bills up off the yes. floor. Yeah. The Ravens go get the best offensive lineman that the Steelers had is now playing for the Ravens. Okay. The Steelers' offensive line is in trouble, and you know who's not exactly built of stone, or or is built of stone but crumbles easily is Ben Roethlisberger. This could be Dwayne Haskins season quickly. And let me tell you, if it's Dwayne Haskins season, it's tank for Spencer Rattler season. That's the season it is. Like, Dwayne Haskins is not going to be the answer there. I'm sorry. And their offensive line is in trouble. Their their biggest pickup of this offseason is a running back who's going to have to try and put the fucking team on his back. By the way, great uh, a great story. Like, he did, he did the draft show... In the homeless shelter you used to live, dude, like, like well, such a cool dude. Yeah, such I mean, cool we're dude. not this, we're not ripping on Najee Harris. We're we're. I hope Najee Harris is the best running back in yeah. the NFL. But, I really do. It's about the team process, yeah. and and their offensive line stinks. Their quarterback is not an above average quarterback anymore. They do not have an above average, maybe top twelve receiving core. And their calling card is going to be defense again. And defense is unstable. We saw that they got. A couple of injuries and you know they got knocked back down so 
Um, I agree 1,000%. I do really like the Bengals over. I think Jamar Chase. We should bet a different way, though. Like they're plus 400 to make the playoffs. I actually like that, too. I kind of like that. Um, yeah, I, I like plus 400 to make playoffs. Like they're, I don't Burrow, like 20 to 1 to win the Burrow's a really good – Burrow is a, a really good bet this year. Like, I think – like and you know we there are people we respect who hate his arm there are people we respect who think yep. he's like overrated but at the same time like when you think about you know leadership you think about the weapons they have the offensive line being fortified with you know uh with what they picked in the second round zach zach taylor year three has to come around there defense they've gotten players mike hilton Jadobia Wuzier. Um, Trey Hendricks, like they, they got some players on the defensive side of the ball that can contribute. I don't hate them, you know, in a seven-team, you know, seven-team playoff. AFC South's getting one team this year, right? Yep. Um, you know, assume Rodgers doesn't go to Denver. Like, how many does the AFC West get? Maybe two. And, you know, this division could end up with the three. And, you know, it could be them. I 100% agree. And if – look, I think who the best division in the AFC is depends a lot on whether Aaron Rodgers ends up in, in the West. But right now, I really do think it's the AFC North. Um, and I don't think it's all that close. Like, mm -hmm. if Joe Burrow can continue on that path – I mean, they, their offensive line is going to be better. It is. And I know people are shitting themselves because they were so bad last year. It is going to be better. It's also going to be helped by the fact that the receiving core is better. Um, over six and a half is is not my favorite bet in this division, but it's my second favorite one. I, I would actually I would make it right now, um, along with the Steelers. So those are those are two of the probably four or five that I'm making in this tranche of to, of win totals here. We have some buddies over at DraftKings, and they are hooking you up for the fight uh, this weekend. Um, it's Canelo Alvarez, and he's fighting some guy. I don't even know his name. I think his name is Billy Bob Joe Saunders or something like that. Um, it doesn't really matter. The point is that if you use promo code PFF at DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet $1 to win $55 if you just pick the winner of this fight. So I'm guessing Canelo's favored because he's the only guy whose name I know. So go make it happen. Um, get those $55, and then go bet them on um, you know, either uh, futures of some kind, win totals, whatever it might be. Uh, from this podcast. Remember, you need to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PFF to get those 55 to 1 odds. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Um, let's move to the Let's go AFC South next, and then we'll go. We'll close out with the East. Okay, so let's start with Houston. I think I saw it as low as. Let, let me just name the. I'll name the numbers real quick. Okay, Houston three and a half, minus one ten both sides. Jaguars six and a half, plus one ten over, minus one thirty four under. Titans nine and a half, plus one twenty three over, minus one fifty the under. That has stayed the same the entire time. And our Indianapolis Colts ten is their total, plus one ten over, minus one thirty four under. Yeah, so you I mean, want to the, talk about Houston? The Texans aren't trying to win. Um, you sure about that? I, I'm not going under four, three and a half, wherever it is today. 
it did go down a full like win as a result of the draft which is kind of ridiculous i mean look you davis mills was one of the like biggest smoke screens in the draft and when houston saw mond and trask come off the board i think they panicked and took mills one thousand percent like which is just absurd this question what now let's ignore not ignore if the allegations are true deshaun watson is a reprehensible human being and should be punished and should not play in the nfl but this is a we're talking about betting numbers here and i want to know what you think the chances are deshaun watson plays for the texans deshaun watson plays for another team or deshaun watson does not play this season I think the chance he plays for another team are almost zero in 2021. I given his contract, right, newly mm-hmm. signed, probably difficult to trade, and obviously all the allegations, the issues there. Um, and again, like we have no reason to disbelieve the allegations, and we have no reason, you know, but we have no idea what will happen. You know, I think there is. I I would say it's 50-50 that he plays some games but i i if there's almost no chance he plays every game like i I think he's going to be suspended like eight and a half games so like or eight games or whatever it is so you have nine games and you if you get nine games with him you might think that they could win four of them but you're also talking about put it bring him in onto a team where he he's new new head coach new OC, new everything. And so like, and it's also, just an odd and also situation. also it turns out is a weird motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> that's yeah. that's a tough one. I, I would say this, if I had to bet this, I would bet the over. I would think a combination of the chance of Watson playing a few games, the fact that it's three and a fucking half, and here's the biggest one. I think this division stinks. Yeah, the division is awful. I mean, and so our, our colleague and friend, Kevin Cole tweeted out, that he thinks that Lawrence is the consensus QB one among in rookie drafts. And I, I have come around to this, and this is why. That division is bad, including Jacksonville. Like every single defense in that division, except for maybe the Colts, is an atrocity. And so quarterbacks in this division are absolutely going to eat. And he's also got a rushing floor. Yes. I agree one thousand percent with that take, and he's gonna get all of the reps. Um yeah, they're not putting Gardner in as good as Gardner. Gardner Minshew now like a top three backup quarterback in the NFL. But they're not. I mean, gonna... Gardner. Here's an interesting. They should fact. trade Gardner to Houston. Yes. And have and like because oh, if the if only anything... way to resurrect the Texans yeah, yeah. franchise is for Gardner Minshew to go there. That's the only. You need a person with that type of bravado, that type of Jags. By the way, down to. Seven to one. You need they the were Gard- eight, eight to one going into the weekend. Seven and a half to one mid weekend. Now seven. Gardner Minshew's energy to resurrect Titans the out Texas. to plus one thirty. Let, let's talk about the Titans for a second here. Yes, I think the Titans are very similar to what Minnesota represented last year, which is a team coming off a playoff berth, a very good offense that's buoyed a little bit by um, an, a great offensive coordinator who left a defense that lost a lot of veteran players that acquired a lot of rookies in a draft in a still pandemic offseason where a lot of us are going to gravitate towards that draft and say, oh my God, they got Caleb Farley. Oh my God, they got X, Y, and Z. And I'm going to pump the brakes and say, no, 
it's going to take longer than just one offseason to incorporate. So I think Tennessee is a classic good offense, losing a coordinator and losing a weapon in Corey Davis and Jonu Smith. Mm-hmm. Dog shit defense. I, 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 I think Tennessee is a lemon this year. What's their no to make the playoffs? Uh, plus 107. I believe I got it at plus 125 earlier this season. That is my favorite bet of the AFC South. I'm not going to bet under nine and a half at minus yeah, plus 107. I'm going to bet them not to make the playoffs. This division sucks. Um, I don't think the Colts are very good either. Colts, uh, the Colts are analytically sound. Yes. Functional. But like, I, I can, I can I get behind the Colts. In, I believe in Frank Reich. Yes, I believe in Frank Reich. I think Frank Reich could come close to winning 10 games with you or I quarterback. He's yep. awesome. Um, so I'm not going to bet, well, I think mathematically one of the best bets in this division, aside from the Texans over, but like it's the Texans, is prob- is, is the Colts under. But instead of that, um, I, I believe that Titans know to make the playoffs is the one here. I think the division winner from this division gets in, and that's it. Look at the other divisions here. The AFC East, the Bills and the Dolphins, awesome. The Patriots ascending. The North, the Ravens and the Browns, awesome. The Bengals ascending. The West, the C- the Chiefs, awesome. The the Broncos potentially awesome as and, well. And the, and the, and the Chargers ascending. ascending yeah. Like this is a if you think two teams from this division are going, yeah. you, my friend, need to lay off the crystal meth. <laughs> All right. Uh <laughs> let's uh I just went to my nose as though I was, yeah. Let me ask you really quickly, because we, like, Carson Wentz was really bad last year and has been not great for a little while. Do you buy into, because you just talked about the Eagles being kind of a not potentially functional organization right now. The Colts may be one of the most functional. And, and we all know this. Like, we have worked in and places and with people where things are not functional and talented people suck in those situations. It happens. Do you think that the functionality of the Colts is enough to resurrect Carson Wentz? Sure. Of course I do. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, I think, I think it's probably a coin flip though. Like, I don't think there, I don't like, I have, I, I think that Davis Mills almost has a 0% chance of success in Houston. I think that Carson Wentz has like a 50% chance of success in Indianapolis. And I think that's the bet that Indianapolis is making with, with what they gave up. So 50-50 but, but is, is not It's exactly what it is to win the division, by the way. Yeah. Like, you know, so that that's why I think if you're going to bet the division here, you still, I mean, I got something like 11-1 to 1 on the Jags. If you, 7-1 to 1 still seems like a fairly decent bet. You know, they got talent. They also have, you know, Daryl Bevel working with Trevor Lawrence. He's had success working with, um, he's had success working with other young quarterbacks, Russell Wilson included. So, um, you know, that's the upside in the division. Everything else just sucks because you're holding, you're hoping the Colts hang on, right? That's all you're doing here. You're hoping Tennessee hangs on. Like the Tennessee is not going to be more fun to watch than they were last year. Like Derrick Henry's not getting 2,500 yards. Uh, AJ Brown is awesome, but he's not getting 1,500 yards. Like this is going to be a slog. You know what AJ Brown is getting? 
200 targets. All the attention yeah, of the defense. And, and, uh, yeah. That's what he's getting. He's getting every defender's eyes. That's what he will be getting. Let's move to the AFC East because this, this division is way more interesting. Yeah. Way more interesting. The Buffalo Bills, 10.5, minus 155 over. That is moved out from minus 110. The Dolphins, uh, and plus 127 to the under. The Dolphins are 9. This is now moved out to minus 134, plus 110. The Patriots, exactly the same. And the New York Football Jets, 6.5, plus 133 over, minus 162 under. Where do you want to start? Uh, let, let's, let's eliminate the Jets here for a second. So, like... Okay. The Jets, over six and a half plus 123. I think that's the only side of that bet you can take. Agreed. I like Zach Wilson as a prospect. I like what Robert Salah is doing a head coach. When you got a head coach and a quarterback, you're halfway to everything. Mm-hmm. I thought their draft, you know, other than trading up with Minnesota, I thought they drafted good players. Michael I mean, that was Carter. a fairly bad move. Though, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, for sure. But they didn't compound it by drafting bad players. So Elijah got- Moore... Elijah, if you look at this draft and you go, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but if you look at this draft and you go, why is six and a half exciting? It's not Zach Wilson. You knew they were taking Zach Wilson. It's, I think, the Elijah Moore side of things where you go, oh shit, they could have a good receiving core. That would be exciting. Elijah Vera Tucker um, as well, right? Like I think... You know, you put him with Becton, you were already to, like, a really good place. Yes. By the know? way, Becton looks to be hitting the high side of variance that, you you know, we referenced last year, mm-hmm. right? The reason you don't take him isn't that he doesn't have the potential. It's that it's a why. It's the Trey yeah. Lance thing. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I, I'm in agreement with you there on, um, on over the Jets, especially at a plus price. Let's talk about the Dolphins and the Patriots now because they're both 9, minus 134. And I would like to say something. I think it's fucking ridiculous. The Miami Dolphins are a better team than New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one has not made sense. You're still giving Bill way too you much credit. You are giving Bill a lot of credit. Now, he deserves it. But look, if so I think that Cam Newton comes out and has – he gives it everything, okay? Let me, let me tell you something. You know, the, if you went, if you said, okay, I want you to create for me the like, quarterback that would motivate Cam Newton the most, out of the lab would literally come striding the same way he strode to the podium, mm-hmm. Mac Jones. That is the most, maybe they took Mac Jones and said, you know what, we like Mac Jones, but also this will motivate Cam Newton more than anything else we could possibly do. Okay, that's great. The receivers still suck. The receivers are awful, and I don't know how else to put it. And, and I get that they have tight ends. The receivers are not good <laughs> in a league that is one with passing two receivers. I don't get it. The Miami Dolphins, on the other hand, have, in my opinion, one of the better receiving cores in the NFL. Will Fuller, Jalen Waddell, Mike Gesicki, Jakeem Grant, these guys are fast. They will get open. Putting Tua into a situation where he had to throw jump balls to Devontae Parker was asking for shit. This is putting him in a position to do what he does best. The defense, I thought Javon Holland, a diverse safety slot guy that can play all over the field, was an awesome pick. Their second pick was Jalen Phillips, the best pass rusher. Now, he might not have longevity because of his concussion issue, but I'd expect him to play this year, and i expect him to be good. 
So I think it's it's patently ridiculous that the Miami Dolphins are being thought of as equally yoked as the New England Patriots. I would um, I would definitely not bet the Patriots over. Um, and I think I would I would take the Dolphins. Now, I have to check if I've actually made this bet already. Um, but as of right now, look, the Dolphins were minus 121. If I hadn't made a bet already, I think I would go over. Yeah, they're the better bet than the New England Patriots, I think. And, it, and it's not particularly close. The thing I like about the Dolphins is they're somehow threading the needle of, of competing while also figuring out whether or not their quarterback is any good. That is tough to do. And they're going to go into next year with multiple draft picks as well uh, in, in the early rounds. So they're really, I mean, let this be a lesson to every single fucking team in the NFL. 2018 Dolphins were seven and nine, a very bad seven and nine, yeah. like fundamentally a four win team that won seven games. They fire Adam Gase. They tank for not even one season, for one half of one season. And a year and a half later, here they are, not only competing, but also like still like building. Like it's not that hard if you're not, if you, if you identify the dumb teams like the Dolphins have and you trade exclusively with them. I'm in agreement. I'm 100% agreement. I Another now, shot at the Steelers, by the way. Yeah, that's good. That's well done. <laughs> um, that said, nine is a high number. To have three teams in a division, yeah. you know, nine or better, um, is saying something. You know, you look. What at do we think about Buffalo? Because I think the the hard part is, and I and it's this way for me with Herbert too, is that I ha you know Herbert certainly exceeded my expectations last year, hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Um. And you know you take your L or whatever, and you you but and you're you, and you oftentimes will avoid what I would consider to be a smart analysis on subsequent play, mm -hmm. which is that for Herbert it's you know his his play was super unstable in the unstable parts, not quite as good in the stable parts. If he regresses, don't don't blame me. Mm -hmm. When you look at Buffalo. Buffalo does a lot of things right. They got a great coach. They got great front office. They they build the team almost the exact same way we would. We were all wrong about Josh Allen, right? Mm -hmm. Come back here for a second. So two seasons of poor play at the quarterback position, followed by one great year with a lot of turnover-worthy plays, and a lot of self-induced sacks, a lot of luck. This isn't to say that we think Josh Allen sucks, but... Do does is there is there regression that makes under ten and a half plus one twenty seven a bet to make? Because again, I still think Josh Allen's worthy of the contract extension at the end. I think he has that kind of high end talent. Mm -hmm. I think he can elevate the play of people around him. We broadly speaking, we are wrong about him. But in this particular season, I don't think it's I don't think these progressions are linear for these players. I think you have a bump and you yeah. have a regression. So I'm so torn because I agree. I think that at plus 127, under 10.5 is a smart bet. But here's the other thing. I could see the Buffalo Bills winning 14 games. I am a huge believer in Sean McDermott. I love that they brought in Emmanuel Sanders. I think that receiving core is awesome. And Josh Allen's has at least 
figured out, maybe not figured out, but like the scale is tipped so much by his positivity that, you know, the analyses like us are afraid of coming back and saying the bouts of negativity sustainable. Yes. But what he did, I mean, he had a couple off games, you know, followed by some really efficient games The, the this terror for me is that I really do think the bills have the potential to be right, you know, to be right there again with the Chiefs. That's it's so hard for me. So I think it's an it's a smart uh, mathematical bet if you close your eyes and blindly bet the ball. Yeah. You, you have to hold your nose to do that, though. And in a league where remember last season, we we all thought, okay, with seven playoff teams, there's going to be some bad teams in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and that was certainly true about the Bears in the NFC. But in the AFC. Every single team that made the playoffs was 11 wins or better. Mm. And the Dolphins were 10 and 6, and they couldn't make the playoffs. Why was that? Because there were dog shit teams like the Jets and the Jaguars just handing wins to every team. If you assume that that the – because the, the one team in the AFC that's going to be the, the punching bag is the Houston. Other than that, if you think that – like there's no incentive for the Jets to be bad. There's no incentive for the Jaguars to be bad anymore. Mm. If you – spread the love out a little bit then then under for some of these good teams is going to be more sharper it's going to have better outcomes than a season ago i'll also point this out for josh allen like he started out the season on fire right and then he had a little bit of a lull but i do believe that there was a little injury situation there now they lose to arizona in a game that he didn't play great in overall but did actually lead them back and they should have won that game and then they ripped off i want to say eight straight wins and he was fantastic so you could make a narrative where, you know, he just keeps that puppy rolling and they're fantastic because they what here's what the Bills do. This is why they scare me. If Josh Allen plays anywhere near as well as he did last year, that organization will get the most out of it. You will not see him play well and the team not do well. You know what I'm saying? So like that's the part that really scares me. And that's the tip of the cap to the Bills. So I'm actually going to lay off that one. My personal, uh, my my bets out of here would be, um, I think you could either go, you know, you could go Dolphins over, um, you could go Patriots under if you if you feel a certain way. I think the way that I will go with it is I would bet the Jets over um, right now if I had to, given that I've already bet the Dolphins. Yeah. Anything to add there? No, I. I What's do- what are Dolphins to make playoffs? Uh, good question. Um, let me look here. here. Oh, yeah. So I could just look it up. Plus 130. That is my bet. That's a good bet. Dolphins plus 130 to make the playoffs. I was searching for that, getting there. I got there. You got the headspace there. I figured it out. Uh, anything else to close out this discussion? No, I, I'm excited um, that the offseason is starting to crystallize. We're. What May twelfth? We'll see the schedules. The schedule released. Are we doing anything fun for that? Uh, we'll watch it. Okay. We'll run the simulation. We'll run this. I was going to say because we'll run the simulation after. We'll have you know obviously we, we should we, we should we do a little maybe we what's the twelfth? Um, we teased people a little bit. The twelfth is a Wednesday, so it's perfect. Yeah. The schedule release will happen. We could have a live PFF forecast. You, the schedule let's release. go live. Yeah. Let's we'll do bring live. people in. You guys that have been watching us, uh, if you go, when we go live, we're on StreamYard. You can put comments. We'll put them up there. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be a lot of fun. We'll do that on Wednesday. And uh, until then, please pray for us. Um, I'm going to pray for you mostly. <laughs> the big guy in Vegas, it's a, it's a treat. We'll see you guys. In the dark, you shine.